As I closed the front door at Nine Patch in Place, a voice yelled out, She's here, Gus! She's here! And Sid came flying down the stairs toward me, wearing kingfisher blue silk pyjamas, followed by Gus, wrapped in a large scarlet Chinese robe. Their faces were a picture of relief and joy. Molly, where have you been? We've been worried sick, Gus exclaimed over Sid's shoulder. We've been out half the night tramping the streets looking for you. I'm so sorry to have caused you such worry, I said. I'd have let you know if I could. I got myself arrested and spent the night a mere stone's throw away at the Jefferson Market Police Station. Got yourself arrested? Sid asked, looking amused now and not horrified as a more respectable woman would have done. Molly, my sweet, what had you been doing? Nothing. That was the annoying part of it. I was minding my own business, standing on a residential street and observing a house. I was picked up by the police because no decent young lady should be out alone at night. The nerve of it, Sid said. She helped me off with my cloak, which was still damp and still smelled of wet sheep. Your clothes are completely soaked, she added as she hung it up. You'd better let Gus run you a bath, and I'll go along to the kitchen to make us all some strong coffee. We were so worried we didn't even think of going to the bakery for rolls yet, but I'll remedy that as soon as I've put the coffee on. Come on, Molly, up the stairs with you. Gus shepherded me up the stairs, and by the time I was out of my wet clothes and into my robe, the steam was rising from the mammoth claw-footed tub that was the pride of our bathroom. I'll even let you use my Parisian soap to make you feel lovely and decadent, Gus said with a wicked grin as she closed the door. I eased myself into the water and lay back, thinking how lucky I was to have such wonderful friends. Their names, of course, were not really Sid and Gus. They had been named by their parents, rather more conventionally, Elena Miriam Gulfarb and Augusta Mary Walcott. But around Greenwich Village, where we lived, they were always Sid and Gus. They were also, for all intents and purposes, a couple something I had not come across in my sheltered Irish existence before. At home, this would have made them social outcasts, to be whispered about behind closed lace curtains. In the society in which Sid and Gus moved, there were no rules. I found this delightfully refreshing, and had become very fond of them both. They, in their turn, treated me as an adored child who could do no wrong. By the time the water had begun to cool, I was feeling relaxed, energised, and ready for anything again. I came downstairs to find fresh rolls from the French bakery around the corner on the kitchen table, and the wonderful aroma of Sid's Turkish coffee. I can't say I had ever learned to love Turkish coffee as much as they did, but at this moment it was clearly a symbol of home, and everything being all right after all. So do tell all, Molly, we're quite agog, Sid said, pulling up a chair beside me and breaking open a roll. She had changed out of the silk pyjamas into dark grey trousers and an emerald green gentleman's smoking jacket, which offset her black cropped hair wonderfully. Not until she's had something to eat, Sid. The poor lamb has been through an ordeal, Gus said, taking the basket of rolls from Sid and handing it to me. They're still warm, heavenly. She was still in the red robe, her light brown curls still wild and untamed around an elfin face. I sipped the black, syrupy liquid and then took a big bite of warm roll with melting butter and apricot jam. It felt good to be alive again.